Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Precious. Put your dog's poop in other people's trash cans. 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Is it all right for you to drop your dog's droppings in other people's trash cans when you're out for a walk? Thank you for picking up your dog's t- poo first and can foremost. You put the poo, you know who. But once you have it in the bag, can you drop it in your neighbor's trash? Bradley, why are we asking? Uh, We're asking whether you think it's okay to do that based on uh, an article I read recently, which apparently this, you know, this this conversation comes up from time to time. I've seen this before, of course, as a dog owner myself who picks up poop on a regular basis. I have, you know, had this moral anxiety around Mm. this particular issue and I have dropped my due. From my dog and thank you for clarifying. <laughs> yeah, not mine. My dogs do in uh, a neighbor's can before. Usually, I don't. Um, but six five one six four one one zero seven one. What do you think of the matter? Um, and and really, what's so fascinating about this? Did there the matter? See, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a. <laughs> it is. Um, it is. It's one. It turns out. I was reading a piece in the Tampa Bay Times that says it seems like the public is pretty split on the issue, that it's pretty 50-50. Like some people, and I would imagine a lot of them dog owners, perhaps, who are like, it's garbage. Mm-hmm. Aren't Don't you want people to put garbage in the garbage can? What, are you going to eat dinner out of the garbage can? Like, yeah. But of course, there are people who, probably some of them, many of them not dog owners, who are like, I don't want poo right in my garbage can i would just also add if it's between not picking it up at all and picking it up and depositing it in my trash can i'm here for you pick it up i'll take it oh i'm here for like i'll receive your poo put any garbage you want in my garbage can as long as it's not like keeping me Mm -hmm. from putting my garbage in my garbage can but like a wayward turd on occasion is not the worst thing in the world and frankly you know, I imagine there's. Gonna... I know. I was just going to say, can we isolate that? That was lovely. Yeah. Can we, um, or I should say, I, I think there's probably going to be like a urban, suburban divide on this yeah. matter. But from someone who lives in an urban area, more garbage, please, in garbage cans. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Can you drop your dog's do in someone else's trash? We have some callers on the line. Yes. Let's go to Emily. Hello, Emily. Emily, is it okay to put your dog's poop in other people's trash cans? I think on the occasion it is definitely okay to do. It's better than it being on the ground. Right? I agree. But maybe not be a repeat offender? 
Yes, exactly. You don't want to be like the pseudo pooper, like neighborhood guy, you know. <laughs> Emily, thank you for your call. No, you I, know, you know that Joe. Yeah, he's just dropping deuces all over the neighborhood in everybody's trash can. Uh, we've got Linda on the line. Hi, Linda. Linda, is it okay to put your dog's poop in other people's trash? No, well, it isn't. I don't have a dog, but. If somebody was to put their dog poo in my trash can, they'd have to come all the way up my driveway onto my property to do so. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I don't want people on my property. If they fall, then, I'm, you know, I, they sue me or I don't know. And if if my trash can is down by the street, that means it's waiting to be picked up or it's been picked up. Mm-hmm. I just don't want it in there. I, I think they think you take it home. Yeah. 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 I hear you, Totally Linda. understandable, Thank you Linda. for your call. Now, I will say, uh, we do have two more callers. I'm going to get to them in just one second. But one of the things that I see occasionally when I'm driving through town is, you know, when people put their little poo bags, they tie it to the back of their car on the... Have you what? never seen this? What? No. Oh, you've never seen this? <laughs> no. Yeah, they'll put it under the uh, windshield wiper like uh, to carry it so that they can deposit it in their own garbage. Because that's the alternative, right? Like, if you're at the dog park... Because I also live by a dog park. Oh, so that also makes I sense, see. Right? I'm like, why are you traveling with dog poop? Right, or yeah. I live by some recreational areas where people might walk their dog but not necessarily have a dedicated trash for the poo, so they might think like, okay, well, I'm just going to bring it home with me. So the, what they do is they tuck it under their windshield wiper in the back, and then there's just a poo bag hanging. That's weird. While they're driving, and also, I, isn't I the think dog park have a garbage bag for dog well, poo? From my understanding, okay, so listen, if we're going to get down to brass tacks, I live v- pretty close to the airport. My understanding is that that dog park is not necessarily a sanctioned dog park. It's a, oh. it's sort of like the people's dog park. Like people have sort of made it into a thing because it's an open space in an area that's away from a lot of stuff. Interesting. So anyway, okay. so I see a lot of poop hanging from people's that's, cars that's and I find that to be kind of gross. I feel like that's gross mostly because it could break loose and then you've got flying feces. Oh, and yeah. then you're driving through and then you get home and you've got, you know, poo track marks and I can't. No. Okay, let's go to uh, Christine. Hi, Christine. Christine, is it uh, is it ever okay to drop your dog's poo in somebody else's trash? Uh, yes, I live, I'm rural, and so if it is, I have a caveat to that. If it is trash day, and as long as I have it in a bag, and I'm walking down the street, and the trash is out at the curb, mm. and I've got a full bag of new, I will go ahead and plop it in somebody's garage, or somebody's garage, somebody's <laughs> garbage pan, yeah. or garbage can. Yeah. yeah. I hear you. Yeah, I, I, thanks, I, look, Christine. And I and I and I understand there's going to be some different reasons why you wouldn't do that as a general rule. But I think um, I'd rather um, err on the side of people disposing of trash in a trash receptacle, right? Regardless of where that is, you know. Now, obviously, before you do that, make sure that the municipality you're in does not, um, because there are. I will tell you, there are actual receptacles that if you do put trash in uh that and you don't own that receptacle mm. you can be fined hundreds of dollars meaning you know like those ones you rent yep to have people put stuff yeah. in um you know you can end up getting in trouble for putting stuff in those if it's you know but there's usually a sign that's going to tell you that right right so again yeah. read no the signage turds. Yeah. no rogue turds no rogue turds uh, let's go to Heidi. That's actually a band I was in in high school. Uh, Heidi's on the line. Hi, Heidi. 
Hi, I am a longtime listener and a huge fan. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm starstruck that I got to talk to Holly for a minute. Oh. Yeah. So I this is a hot topic in my household, and I am very, very glad that you are bringing it up, and I'm honored that you're going to let me share my comments. <laughs> I we do not own a dog, um, and I don't care. I agree with the previous caller. I don't care if you put it in my garbage when it's garbage day and it's out on the curb. However, my husband is in construction. And he has the um, big construction garbage mm. dumpsters mm-hmm. that he rents. And people throw the dog poo in those. And it stinks for weeks. Mm. And the men, or the, excuse me, the people, the workers um, who are working on the construction, they need to go in sometimes in those dumpsters and reorganize oh, sure. the material. Yeah. And, to, and then they end up working around this. So I consider this a moment for a public service announcement. Please reconsider throwing dog poo in the dumpsters where people are doing construction. That's a great public service, Heidi. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you. No, that actually is. Thank you for your yeah. call, Heidi. Um, that is something probably a lot of people haven't considered. And actually, if I'm going to be real, real, uh, I don't want to get too far off topic, but you really should not be dumping anything in other people's dumpsters yeah. if they've got well, like like construction I said, it dumpsters. It could be illegal. So right. be very careful. Because mm-hmm, you don't want to get fined. That's not fine. Uh, Bradley, are you any closer to uh, receiving clarity? Oh, yeah, I'm going to keep doing me. I I usually, I mean, just truth be told, I always carry two poop bags with me at all times because my dog has a weird habit of pooping twice, uh, right one last time before we get home. So uh, uh, she poops once. I... We have a neighbor, well, it's not a neighbor, someone in the neighborhood who has put out a trash can specifically for oh, dog do. So thoughtful. And so I always just deposit it there. And then by the time we get home, she's pooped again, probably. And I put it in my trash. Suddenly, I like the idea of being the neighborhood poop receptacle, like having <laughs> truly like having your own dedicated garbage for yeah. dog. Yeah, do. no, it's a super nice uh, That's service. A servi- that is like a kindness, a neighborly kindness. So please, everybody consider, uh, you know, that also if you're looking for, you know, a way to get points with your neighbors. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, oof. speaking of getting points with your neighbors, what about points with your coworkers? Well, that uh, was not happening on the set of Family Matters. Uh, Bradley's bringing us a pretty shocking story about what was going on behind the scenes on Family Matters that we didn't even know about after this on My Talk 1071. Here's something you probably didn't know on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. There was some drama going on behind the scenes mm. at one of your favorite 90s TV shows. Family Matters, and Bradley has all the details. Yes. He's uh, on location. No, I'm, I'm not. No, I'm not actually. I wish I was. That would be kind of fun. Uh, Family Matters. Oh, yeah. Yes, Let's there it is. Hear it. It's a rare condition. This day and age. I don't remember all the lyrics. So, okay, I read this story yesterday about Family Matters, and one of the stars of the show who told uh, telled, who told a story about Jaleel White, of course, the guy who played Steve Urkel. And then Stefan Urkel. <laughs> yes, exactly. The, like, um, what was Stefan Urkel? His, like, 
suave cousin suave. or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so this all took place on, uh, or I should say, at E.T., it's a real good show. Entertainment tonight. It's a real good so show. So E.T. Online's Rachel Smith recently sat down with Joe Marie Payton. So now, Joe Marie Payton, if you don't remember uh, the actress's name, she played the matriarch on the show, Harriet Winslow. And she did, I think, for almo- almost all of the series, which was nine seasons. And they were doing this Mother's Day celebration of iconic TV moms. So she, of course, iconic TV mom. Mm-hmm. For those of us in the 90s, I don't know about you, Colleen, I think if i remember correctly you loved family matters absolutely uh one of my favorite shows you just it was it was just a good show it was just a good sitcom good writing funny yeah and it was relatable spun off from full house so you had no choice but to love it um did you well i mean i, I don't know if you watched watch full, full house, house you, you probably followed it um but so she sits down with harriet winslow and harriet winslow the woman who played harriet winslow i'm sorry that's just the name i remember joe marie payton talked about a time that Jaleel White once threatened to fight her on set. And so I saw this headline, uh, Harriet Winslow fight, or uh, Steve Urkel wants to fight Harriet Winslow. And I was like, okay, I need to understand the story. So she says, quote, there was one time he, that is Jaleel White, actually wanted to physically fight me. And now this, I guess, was in season nine. So at the tail end of the show, the episode called Original Gangsta Dog, in which White also played Steve's gangsta cousin, OGD. I'm sorry. I missed that episode. Yeah, I know. I I didn't realize he had a gangster cousin named OGD. I mean, apparently he was playing a lot of roles. Yeah. Well, there was a scene where I guess... She was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Standards and practices is not going to let that pass. And um, so it's not going to happen. But he, Jaleel White, wanted to do it anyway. So he got really mad. And she said he started kicking and screaming and stuff. And I'm like, of all of the like onset tantrums and onset drama, I don't ever remember hearing drama about family matters, no. right? Like family matters just seems like the lovable, you know, family. Were they in Chicago? Okay, yes. so it turns out I was wrong about the spinoff because it was spun off from Perfect Strangers. Oh, which yeah, was that makes total Chicago. sense because that it, took place in Chicago yeah. as well. It was on after Full House, though, and oh, that's why I was confused. Part of the famed Thanks TGI for clearing that up. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, he apparently... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts said to her or said to someone in her presence she must want to melee oh and and um 
she was like, okay, I don't know what that means. What's a melee? And apparently he said, that's a fight. I turned around, she said, if he wants to fight, I would. Oh. Darius McCrary, and that is the actor who, who played, played the brother, right? Yeah, the Eddie, older, the older brother. What was his name? Uh, Eddie. Yeah, yeah Eddie it Winslow. was Eddie. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Eddie Winslow grabs her, the actor that plays Eddie, and uh, she said, "I was going to whip his behind," but <laughs> like this is just like totally random. Like what? After nine seasons, right? You guys are ready to to throw. Uh, Throw spanks? I don't mm-hmm. know. She said, "Don't worry, I I give Did some you say of spanks." Yeah, I was just gonna throw say she's not gonna throw punches, but she said she was gonna whip his behind. Okay, so not spanks like the <laughs> shapewear. <laughs> but she goes on to say, with all the perspective of you know the time that's passed, she recognizes that you know he was just a kid at the time, and also she didn't give him all the credit for his behavior. I give some of those adult credits to letting him run wild and do whatever he wanted Mm. thinking he can say and do what he wants to say you know and hurt people's feelings and all that she did say that this um that this kind of a thing it was not the first time that happened on set uh but she did say that she was a leo and a fighter anyway this is like a whole side of the show that i never understood no and in addition to just being fascinating because it's from people you wouldn't expect i it also just gave me nostalgia vibes for Family for matters. family matters, I will say in the later seasons when uh, Steve Urkel spun off into that Stefan Urkel, you could kind of see that there that first of all he'd gone through some puberty. Number one, number two, he'd definitely been working out, and that was not an Urkel thing. And I always wondered what what actual Jaleel White's experience was of being Steve Urkel and having to like grow into oh, for a sure. teen. And I think we see here it came out sideways a yeah. little. Yeah, well, in an interesting adolescence way. Adolescence can be a rough period. But we do not want a melee. No um, melee we here. We don't want to throw spanks. And when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags. Behaving badly. We do love to tell you about them every day on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hey. And uh, we have a name for them. That name is D Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Hmm. Who's your D Bag? Hmm. It's TMZ. Oh, what did TMZ do today? Listen, um, TMZ has completely tipped their hand about exactly who they are working for uh, in their reporting of the Ray J uh, interview with the Daily Mail, wherein he says that the entire sex tape release was orchestrated and all parties involved were involved, meaning Kim Kardashian, Ray J and Kris Jenner were all involved in this. So TMZ, we've always said, is in the back pocket of... The Kardashian Jenners mm-hmm. Incorporated. Well, I'll just let their words speak for themselves. They say in TMZ today, Ray J insists Chris Jenner was smack in the middle of negotiating Kim and Ray J's sex tape, but we've learned the businesswoman of the century was hands off when the deal was cut. So they're clearly doing the bidding of Kardashian mm-hmm. Jenner Incorporated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they go on to basically say, like, they, okay, they, they lay out all the things that Ray J said, and then they go on to say, as we've reported over the years, 
because we work for the Kardashians. Although the Kardashians claimed they never signed off on the tape, the reality is that Vivid could not have released it without the signatures of Kim and Ray. If it did, there would be a slam dunk lawsuit because Vivid could not use the name or likeness of anyone on the tape without their consent. So what they're doing now is trying to deflect and say Ray J was involved in this too. So basically, you know, while he's pointing the finger at Kris Jenner for her orchestration, they are trying to pivot and point at Ray J. Like, hey, dude, you were in on it, too. Uh, This is what they say about the money, because we talked about this earlier in the show, too. Uh, Kim and Ray J split a $1 million advance. So each of them got $500,000. And then they got a percentage of the profits from the tape. And as we know, it is the highest grossing sex tape of all time. It beat out Paris Hilton's, or at least according to this story, which also is trying to promote the Kardashians, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So when you say it's the highest grossing sex tape of all time, including Paris Hilton's... And by the way... That's an advertisement for the tape, and now more people are going to watch it. What? And many things can be true at the same time, mm-hmm. but it also bears pointing out that... Um, so now we have two people involved in a sex tape that continues to make them money. So just take that into account. But right. I think that uh, Ray J's account, as we discussed in the first segment of today's show, you can listen to the podcast if you'd like a recap, is totally plausible. Like, the way he tells it... and. What this really, I think, pushback from TMZ is all about is not selling Chris Jenner's name. Yeah, which is hilarious because I don't, I don't understand. Like you've already said that, so I don't understand the need. I mean, I guess I do because it's in headlines mm-hmm. and you feel like you need to push back. But to me, the pushing back is an indication that you feel like this makes you look bad, which I don't. Like, ev- doesn't everybody already think this? So why would you just continue to make the story go on any further unless there was ego involved? Mm-hmm. I mean, you said it beautifully. It's perfect. TMZ, we see you. We see We see you. you. And I, I don't think that it's that TMZ would never say anything bad about a Kardashian. Um, because they printed the story about, yeah. about rage or... I think they did yesterday talk about the Ray J story from his interview in the Daily Mail because I think that's where I first learned about it and then went and read the Daily Mail interview mm-hmm. or not interview but um, account as they shared it. Uh, so my point is though that they're still willing to do the bidding of the Kardashians, but they are sort of like ambivalent about like they'll do anybody's bidding. Right. I'm, one imagines if there's money involved, mm-hmm. the Kardashians are paying top dollar. Yeah. Right. And, you know, honestly, if you are if you want access to a family like the Kardashians, it actually does benefit you to benefit them. Also, Ray J talking benefits them. Right. Because it points everybody back to what? The Hulu show, The Kardashians. Because he's referencing the things that happened on their new series. Mm -hmm. So it gives people another reason to check that out. And by the way, as I said, it benefits both of them or all parties. Because talking about the sex tape in particular, I guarantee if you do the Googles, as our good friend Lori likes to say. um, See how many Googles it gets. There's probably a lot of Googles now for the sex tape that's, you know, ringing cash registers that don't exist anymore. Exactly. And also it's important to keep uh, this in mind that every single day more people and I'm not okay. I'm not so naive as to believe 
that young people cannot figure out how to access the pern. But every single day, more people are aging into the category of people who can easily access the pern. Uh, and so this is the gift that keeps on giving in the sense that not everybody has seen it. It's yeah. not like it exists in the world a and new generation. every single day. It's just oh, really weird. Yeah, sorry, it's true. Gross. Oh, remember what Oscar Wilde said. <sighs> Which one? There is only one thing in life worse than being talked about, and that is not being not talked being about. Not being talked about. Yeah. I thought Marilyn Monroe, Monroe said what that. What did you think, Oscar the Grouch? No, no, Albert no. I Einstein. meant which important uh, quote from Oscar Wilde. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. But Bradley and I aren't sure if that actually was Oscar Wilde or if it was Marilyn Monroe or Albert Einstein. Hard to tell. Because they they're attributed to a lot of... Mm-hmm. That's true. They said a lot of a intelligent A lot of them things. quotes that are smart. Uh, Bradley, who's your D-bag? Uh, this whole scene. Oh, whoa. Okay. Ooh, sorry. Wha- Jeez. We're Not you. I'm saying specifically <laughs> this article um, in the Daily Mail, which touts something that happened. It's not really the Daily Mail. Okay. Here is a story I want to tell you. Okay. Johnny Depp was all smiles this morning as he rolled up to court blasting war by Bob Marley to face Amber Heard in her second day of testimony. Fans lined up outside the Fairfax, Virginia courthouse Thursday, holding signs to show their support for the Pirates of the Caribbean actor who waved to them as he drove by. Again, as war by Bob Marley blared from his vehicle. Johnny Depp appeared unbothered by the testimony of Amber Heard who told the jury Wednesday that he was an abuser who assaulted her several times. Okay. I'm tired. That scene of, like, Johnny Depp's limo slash fancy vehicle, I'm trying to look to see uh I feel like it's like a vehicle. Hummer. I don't know. In my brain, that's what he's rolling sure. around in. Something, something dude-ish. Yeah, big and funky. So he rolled up with war blaring but i mean it's just like do what are we doing and also who are these fans like i know like i know i understand i have been on this planet long enough Mm -hmm. i've done this show enough days but i that does not mean i am not still completely perturbed slash perplexed by the world as it manifests itself mm-hmm. on any given day. And this day to just think of like fans lined up outside of courtroom where two people are going to show themselves at their worst. Or I should say talk about the other person on their worst at their worst. Like it's just it, nobody should be applauding that. Agreed. Agreed. It is. It's. I've always found it to be a, an oddly curious thing about humans. <laughs> Truly, I mean it. And I'll tell you where this began. It was the Michael Jackson trial. Um, I've always been interested in what it takes for a person to be such a fan of somebody that they leave their life, their responsibilities for a full day, sometimes many days on end. Yeah. And stand outside a courthouse that they cannot get inside. To see what is happening. Now, this, you know, they could probably, they were probably watching it on their phones. It's a different world, but I mean, not the TV show. Um, but, but, but still to, to put down all of your daily responsibilities and sit outside a courthouse where to your point, Bradley, people are not at their best. They're not performing. They're not doing their craft. 
Yeah. No, I mean, it. Lit- and they're not even people you know. No. Oh, I, I most recently I thought of this in terms of Britney Spears. Yeah. You know, like I understand that people were championing her cause in the moment because they felt like they would have some impact on the bottom line, which was getting her out of a conservatorship. I would have perhaps taken some issue, but I I have no, you know, no, um, judgment there it, i though like you would have to ask myself like is are you, do you want to take time off work to do this mm-hmm. and is that a worthy use of your time for me that would have been a different calculus but but that's fine but in this case sp- specifically like these two people are alleged to be really just dark and troubled people and mm-hmm. what whoever you believe credibly or not like why do you want to get in the middle of that? Yeah. And I see those people not even just outside the courtroom. I understand why more often they show up online. Don't even get me started. Yeah. But but to think that you're going to like cheer on Johnny Depp as he, you know, like roots for what? Well, exactly? and then for his part, right? I mean, the performative nature, he knows what he's rolling up in front of. He knows he, he he's putting on a show too oh, for sure right mm-hmm. so to to pick out hand pick that that song you know windows down system up and roll past the scores of people who again are such fanatics that they have left their daily life to support this madness yeah which by the way the lyrics to the song bore by bob marley johnny depp that is a bold statement to equate mm-hmm. this song with what is happening just, yeah. It, it is bold. Yeah, it's bold. Well, ballsy. Yeah. Yeah, it's there's a lot of that. Holly, there's so much of the air sucking through teeth. Yeah, this is a yikes supreme. Oof, it's so many yikes. So, so many like yikes. 10 yikes. 10 out of 10 yikes. If you like it why on earth are we drawing any attention? I'm not saying us, like the media, right, but right, I'm right, saying right. the individuals involved, I would be doing everything I could to um, minimize the shock and awe. Mm-hmm. Mostly in this case, obviously, it's Johnny Depp and his, you know, fancy roll up. I don't think Amber Heard was like, in this corner, mm-hmm. we've got Johnny Depp, and in this corner, Amber Heard. And she comes out like to the, you know, Rocky theme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in this case, it's mostly Johnny Depp that's driving me up a wall. But yeah. But again, they're both, they're both in this moment just. They don't look good as people. Right. And I imagine that for everyone involved, this should be over as quickly as humanly possible. Right. Oh, my gosh. I know. And you started seeing it kind of early on when and again, I get it. They're celebrities, right? They they do. They they require an amount of protection that the average person maybe doesn't going to and from the courthouse. Yeah. But when you saw it him leaving the courthouse to get into his car and he's waving at the throngs of fans and the paparazzi lights are flickering. Yeah. You have this icky moment of realizing when celebrity bumps up against a personal life bumps up against uh, the judicial system bumps up against entertainment. And you're like, I don't know what to do with this stew. Yeah. Do I eat it? Nope. Do I throw it out? Nope. You send it back. <laughs> what do yep. you do? And walk away. Oh, yep. So that's what we're going to do. When we come back, though, on the Colleen and Bradley show, I'd like to tell you a story about who Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian's biggest celebrity fan is. And it will surprise you and change your life forever. I'll tell you who it is after this on My Talk 107.1. I know you guys have been wondering who... 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian's biggest celebrity fan is. And yes, uh, I've got the answer for you. On the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 107.1. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Okay, so Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson have an unlikely celebrity fan. This person, by the way, was, quote, desperate. I think I gave that name, that word to it, but doesn't matter. Really wanted to meet Kim Kardashian at the Met Gala. Uh, And I'd like to tell you who that person is. Would you like to know? Yes, Queen. Glenn Close. What? I know. This is bizarre. Why? Academy Award winner? She hasn't won yet. Oh. should have won her um yes glenn close the one and only glenn close loves pete davidson and kim kardashian and really wanted to meet specifically kim at the met gala how do i know this you ask how do i know you know this i ask thank you for asking she was, Glenn Close, that is, was uh, interviewed on the Jess Cagle Show, which is a Curious <laughs> XM show. Okay. And um, she was talking about her friendship with Pete Davidson. That, in and of itself, my brain, what? So, she apparently is very close friends with Pete Davidson. How did that all happen? Thank you for asking. I was going to just tell you to ask. It's like you knew. So, apparently, back... In January, um, there was a variety series called Actors on Actors, which sounds dirty, if you ask me. I mean, and also probably a shockingly (laughs) boring reality. Um, But they had asked actors to talk about their lives and their careers. And Pete Davidson said, I'll do it, but I want Glenn Close to interview me. Weird. Why? do we ever know with no. Pete Davidson? Uh, I don't know why, but she said, sure. Yeah, I'll do it. So they ended up doing a zoom video together where she interviewed Pete Davidson for this actors on act actor on actors series for variety. And she said they had so much fun. They ended up staying friends. And then she said the rest, as they say is history. And she said, there are things about Pete that I really love. And it's, you know, he's great to be around. I so respect the way he talks about what he's going through. And, you know, just that alone has, I'm sure, helped millions of people. No, she's not wrong. Yeah, for Pete sure. Pete Davidson has been very open about his own personal struggles with mental health. Um, I believe he also has Crohn's disease. Did I make that up? He has some sort of um, stomach okay. illness um, that he's been very public about. Um, and so again, like she said, he's been through some, also he lost his father in nine 11. I mean, he's very open about a lot of the, a lot of his life story and, and she's right. I think it's probably helped a lot of people, but then she, that's Glenn Close said that she was really hoping to, uh, catch up with Pete at the Met Gala and meet Kim Kardashian. She said, I did not get the chance though. I didn't get to mingle around and to find, I was dying to find Pete Davidson, who's my friend, and meet Kim. 
I wonder why. I think she said that it just was busy, and she said that everybody was jiving to the music of John Batiste and Sebastian Stan, uh, that she and Sebastian Stan kind of glommed together, which that's another I-can't-get-my-brain-around thing. Yeah, I mean, this just tells us a side of Glenn Close that we were not familiar with, that's for sure. The mm-hmm. mover and shaker that she is, her party lady, social butterfly. Yeah, so here was who's at her table. She had Questlove at her table, mm. John Batiste. The guy who runs the man, she said, the man who runs, Condon asked, and uh, Adrian Brody. And she said it was just a room full of interesting people, but she didn't make it over to talk to Kim and Pete. Oh. And I got to be honest, when I, when I first saw this, I was like, I don't know if I'm more or as offended by this as I am of Kim wearing Marilyn Monroe's oh. dress. Well, I think I know why, but why? I'm like Glenn Close of all the people that were present at the Met Gala that you could have rubbed elbows with, that you could have, you know, brought your esteem to. <laughs> you were you were on the hunt for Kim Kardashian. Yeah. I think I mean, you know, it sounds like the way you explained it, I mean, sure, I think that's the initial reaction and but then when you tell the story the way you told it, it's totally understandable why she'd want to like buddy up with with Pete Davidson because mm-hmm. they developed a friendship and yeah. you know, by extension she wants to meet the gal that he's hanging out with. Yeah. Which also is kind of surprising, you know, that they haven't met yet if they are I thought as friendly as they are. I thought you were going to say like she was a huge Kardashians fan and then I would have had some follow-up questions yeah, or no. concerns. Yeah. And you know, who knows, maybe she isn't she just wasn't ready to say it. You know? Well, it's a good thing she didn't. Yeah, I didn't want to hear that. I was surprised by that story, but I I do, you know, again, to your point, I actually have high respect for the way that she and Pete Davidson became friends and the way that she has followed up with that or kept that alive. I have some follow-up questions about why Pete Davidson specifically wanted Glenn yeah, Close sure. to be the person that he did that uh, project with. Also, I'm curious enough now about that project that I want to go back and and see who else uh, was in that? Because again, I think the premise was an actor interviewing another actor. So, for example, okay, I'll tell you a couple: uh, Marley Matlin and Bradley Whitford. Mm. I'm here for that conversation. Yeah. Rita Moreno and Jessica Chastain. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, Andrew Garfield and Rachel Zegler. Uh, Kirsten Dunst and Jamie Dornan. I mean, I feel like a series like that could be fascinating or just really navel gazing. I know. So, um, you know, acting. Yeah, like let's talk about how important acting is, actually. But that said, I mean, these are fascinating, uh, multi talented lives that, you know, no doubt. I think some will probably have done it better than others, but it's it's an interesting concept. Yeah, absolutely. I will tell you which one I won't be watching. Which one? Jared Leto and Oscar Isaac. Oh. I'm just Didn't saying. you used to be a Jared Leto fan? I mean, old Jared Leto oh, okay. prior to weird Jared Leto. Yeah, okay. and then he started doing stuff. Yeah, and talking. I mean, vintage Jared Leto, my so-called life era. Um, and then maybe early 30 Seconds to Mars era. I was fascinated and enamored yeah. by him and his mystery. But now I feel like the mystery is frightening and not something I want to get up close and personal with. Yeah, that sounds about yeah. right. So I'm, there. It's not on my list. I will say, though, Oscar Isaac, I could sit and look at him all day. Oh, so. for sure.
So maybe, I don't know, I'd watch half of that. How about that? <laughs> uh, when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, what bug grosses you out the most and why and what do you do when you Ew. see it? What insect grosses you out? What do you do when you see it and why does it gross you out so much? We'll take your calls at 651-641-1071 after this on My MyTalk 1071.